Rambam Yoimi for Friday. Yud Zayin Menachem of Tavshim Pei. Perak Shvi, the last parak of Hilchas Days. Fium Hilchas Days. So, chapter so we're finishing Luchas Deus, and in the previous paddock that Ambam had moved on to a number of other mitzvahs that have to do with a person's behavior with other people on the personal and the interpersonal level. And we learned there about mitzvahs like things like that and more. Today we're going to continue to the last three, number nine, which is going to include the big concepts of Rechilas, Lashon Hara, Avak Lashon Hara, etc. That's what we're going to do. Ten, Nekama, and eleven, Netira. Let's start now with Rechilas, and specifically the concept of Rechilas as it is in the Torah. So that one begins and says, Hamaragel Bechaveirei. So what's hamaragel? Now, nowadays in, in our language, usually we distinguish between regal. Regal is usually more like espionage, and rechilos is more like uh, gossip. But if you look in the, if you look in Rashi, that means by foot the person goes around from place to place. Right. So I'm going to quote the Rashi talk from the pasuk in where Rashi says that all uh, they, they go to spy they're on, always on the lookout they're spying for intel so they can have what to repeat and that's why they're called they're always going his point was to explain the way Selich Rachel um, and he even mentions the French and then he says, we find Rechilos always goes along with the word Halicha. And he says, I think Rachel is the same thing as Halicha Meragel. The Kaf and the Gimel are interchangeable because they come from the same Meitzah uh, Peh. And uh, he says, you see in Shmuel, it says Vayiragel Babdacha. So there it says Vayiragel and it's in the sense of Rechilos. So, Vayiragel um, Alashaynai also in a similar sense. So it's all the same concept. Rachel, Meragel. Okay. So you over on This pasuk that uh, we just Rashi that we were recording just now I was talking about, and it's right next. It's actually in the same parish as what we learned yesterday. All from that same place. Now the Ram says Lake and even though you don't get Malkos, and why don't you get Malkos? So they're mitzayin to the Rambam and Hilchos and Hadrin and Perakib Ches. The Rambam writes. Uh, the three from this parak, he mentions these as specifically as an example of Lav Sheim by Maisa. Okay, so even though it's there's no Malkos, the Ramah says still Oven Godlu, it's a big Avera. It's the same style we had yesterday at the end when it came to Amonis and Yosemim. The Ramah said yesterday that even though you don't get Malkus for bothering Amonis and Yosemim, but the Torah says the big punishment. So you see that the Ramam sees a, a need to clarify that there isn't always a, a direct a connection between the severity of the punishment and the severity of the Avera. So I'll say, even though the punishment doesn't sound so severe, but let me tell you, the Avera itself is severe. Why is it, uh, why is it such a terrible Avera? It says, It causes the death of many Jews. So what, what does he mean? He means on the most extreme level of Rechilas, 
you could say historically there are probably thousands, tens of thousands of people who were killed just on the basis of gossip that was told to, to the wrong person. When you're dealing with people who are capable of killing in a sensitive situation, just words can kill. So you can't claim at all, well, what's the big deal? I'm just saying a few words because what am I doing? But Vugairim clearly, uh, my understanding is Vugairim means Rechilas as a whole. The whole body of Rechilas that was ever uh, given in the course of the of history caused a lot of deaths, and specifically a lot of deaths of Jews. Not that every person who's saying Rechilas is necessarily uh, causing deaths. Because of this link, so that's why, what do you have in the same Pasuk? The next sentence is, Don't stand by for the blood of your fellow. So you see the link between Rechilas and the uh, causing people's death. And says, Go learn what happened to Dei Gadaymi. What happened? What happened to Dei Gadaymi? With him. So the story is, David was escaping from Shaul. At first, David was in Shaul's good graces, and he got into trouble, so he ran away. And David's on the escape, and he comes to Noiv, he comes to Achimelech HaKayin, and he tells Achimelech, yeah, I'm just on my way, and can you help me? So Achimelech gives him dafka from the Lachma upon him. They didn't have any non-Kadesh bread. They gave him the, the, the Lachma Kadesh. And who happens to be in the in the Mishkan Anoiv on that particular day? On that day, there's a guy there, Doeg HaDeim, he happened to pass by. And a while later, Shaul gets very upset. He's getting very paranoid about the, the situation. Why is no one telling me who's helping David out over here? What's going on? He felt very uh, frustrated. So he says, oh, you want me to tell you? I have some info for you. Uh, I happened to be in Noiv when David came, and Achimelech uh, was so nice to him and helped him out and this and that. So Shaul summons Achimelech and the whole, all the Kayanim, and they all come, and he says, uh, what's this? You're in cahoots with David Amalek against me? And Achimelech says, I thought David was your uh, your son-in-law. I thought David was your top your top guy in the, in the war. I, am I supposed to know that uh, he's on the outfit? You didn't tell me. I didn't know. But Shaul didn't, uh, didn't buy it. He says, you're all going to die. And... Um, he sort of said, he's the one that's Amalek. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to kill all the Kayanim, and the people there didn't even feel comfortable doing it. He told Doeg to do it, and Doeg went and killed them all himself. And he destroyed the whole city of Noiv, except for one who ran away to Dabinamal. So that's the story. So technically, Doeg happened to be in a certain place at a certain time, and he happened to say a certain thing to the king at a certain time. But uh, look at the destruction that Rechilus caused. Now the Ramam defines what is Rechilus specifically in halachic terms. So the Ramam says, Ezuhu Rachil. So Tayin here seems to be in the sense of loading, he's collecting, he loads himself up on, on information. When he goes from this one to that one, he says, I heard such and such about so-and-so. Even though he's saying the truth, and seemingly, even if it's not even specifically negative, he's just sort of gathering and spreading information all the time about people. It causes destruction. Now that I'm defined that there's a similar, but slightly different concept of Lashon Hara. So it says, Yesh, Oven, Godom, Izad, Ma'id. Even worse, presumably because we're going to say that it's Mamish saying bad things about people. Who it's included in this love, meaning that um, the word Rechilis and Allah generally include all these things, but when you want to use the term Rechilis specifically, there's, specific, there's different concepts. Maybe it's like Ovis and told us. So it's included, but it's slightly different. Who Lashon Hara? What's that? That is someone who speaks negatively, says negative things about his friend. Even though he said the truth. That's not the truth. Not, that doesn't uh, make it better. And in fact, if it was a lie, then that's already a third concept. 
although maybe it's also included in, in the gather of, of the love of Rechilas, but it's the third thing, that's Metishama, he's giving a bad name. And then Amma goes back to Lashon Hara, Avo, double but, but back to Lashon Hara, He's sitting and he's saying, this is what so-and-so did. His family, his parents, they were like this. I've heard this about him. Specifically, it's negative things. Hashem should cut those people off, cut off their lips. So, um, interestingly, interestingly, he used the word Heilech earlier by Rachel, and he uses the word Yeshev here by Lashon Hara. Now, actually, in that Rashi, by Leseilach Rachel, Rashi specifically says, that's only by Rechilus. Shar Lashon Hara, Enksiv by Halicha. And he gives other examples. Lashon Medavaris Kodailus over here. It doesn't say Halicha. If he says good thing, it has both. Both, both. I don't know if that's Leitzim. I mean, Leitzim could be different things. I don't know if it's specifically... That's the whole, that's just a different topic. I don't think it's about this specifically. good thing, Mm-hmm. This is only good thing. We're going to mention about a good thing in certain contexts could also be bad. It might be a backlash in her. So, um, so, uh, so possibly the 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 the, the mashmos here might be that rechilos might only be usher if you're actually going around. Meaning you are a gossiper. You're going. You're trying to collect information. You're trying to spread information. But if you just say a generic thing, we said rechilos isn't necessarily negative, seemingly. So if you just go and say a random thing about a random person without the without circulating around, going around, and you've no special reason to think that it's going to hurt anyone that want to be Rechilas. Whereas Lashon Hara, who cares if you're going around or you're sitting, you could be sitting in one place. But uh, that's how I understand it. But, uh, I saw the cast of Mishnah explains that actually he asked, why does Ram say Avil twice? Avil Oymer Shekhar, Avil Baal Lashon Hara. So he says that um, he thinks that the Ram is actually saying a new thing here. Earlier we said there's Lashon Hara, now that I'm saying there's something called a Baal Lashon Hara. He says, if you say something about someone, even if it's negative, you still aren't called a Baal Lashon Hara right away, because maybe it just happened by chance, you happened to say something. He says, a Baal Lashon Hara is someone who Dafka actually goes around saying a lot, and that's what he always does. So he says, so that the Ramam in this latter half of Halacha Bez is talking about an even worse, someone who's Mamish, a Baal Lashon Hara. We'll get to it all. But just the act of going to, to being Rachel is without saying anything to anyone. That alone is also allowed. Well, if you're listening and you're not saying. listen where you don't belong. I think you have to also say. Uh, it goes, it goes together. To it goes together. As opposed to if you just said something without going around, then you wouldn't be a Rachel. So this passage. Mm-hmm. Well, we seem to play it down, and we joke it. Right. This is this is rechilus. Yeah. If you're specifically trafficking in that kind of information, yeah. This guy wants to get married. That's why he leaves. is a specific uh, another topic. There's a tayalis for it that Rabban doesn't really get into the whole thing of tayalis, but that's there is a whole concept of if you're saying it for a specific tayalis, it could be okay. Yachres, uh, so that this pasuk at the end, Yachres, so that the whole, a lot of the pasukim in that capital, in the capital Yudbeis, are about the people that are harmful with their mouth, and uh, so Ram was quoting this pasuk where he says, Yachres, that even though it's David just saying what he thinks should happen to them, but that's what the Torah is essentially telling us, that this is what should happen, this is what they deserve. 
Right? There's also a saga of the Ravid over here, where he seems to disagree. He says, actually, the first thing, which seemingly is Rechilos, is worse than the second thing, which is similar to Shinhara. He says, the first thing kills more people, the second, but we're not going to get into it. It seems like he has a different understanding of what the words Rechilos and Shinhara mean. He has a whole different model of how to explain the terminology. We're not going to get into it. I should also just mention there's a vart that the Rebbe used to mention in this context, which is the following the Fidik Rebbe, that it's also also to say Lashon Hara about one's own self. The Rebbe would mention it also Dabra Lashon Hara a lot. Okay. Anyway, so now, since it's uh, so severe, so the Ramam takes Allah Gimel just to bring three Mamari Chazal about how terrible Lashon Hara is. So, number one, Abnu Chachamim, how Shalash Averis Nefrem and Adam Elam Hazel, the three Averis you got punished both in this world and you lose your portion of the world to come. So, the three big ones are very Zoda, Gilad, Ayesh, Vichazdamim. We recognize those from Hilkos Kedosh Hashem, Yosei de Atayir. And then they add, Lashon Hara, connected Kulam. So Lashon Hara is worse than all three together. So that's one example of how severe uh, we treat Lashon Hara. Number two, It's like denying God directly. Same capital to him. So we saw earlier already when Parak Bay he said Kalmak be a Libai Kafir Baikar that there's certain things we say that even though it seems maybe it's bad, but it's not so bad, but we say on the inside, what's what's essentially happening here is that on the inside that means you're actually denying God's presence, denying God's existence. It brings this pasuk, Ashur Amru from that capital, where uh, he's describing it's love describing the psyche of these people and uh they're saying, who's, who's gonna stop us? Who's in charge? We can do whatever we want. So the Lashon Hara, the, the mood, the, the, the frame of mind that brings you to the speak Lashon Hara is the kind in which you don't think that anyone's going to, uh, stop you. You don't believe in Hashem. And the third one, Shlesha Lashon Hara, I guess. Lashon Hara kills three people. It kills the person saying it, the one accepting, listening, receiving it, and the one who's being spoken of. I'm a cowboy, and the one who receives it, Yasser is worse, Minoimir, than the one saying it. He says, I don't make cowboy. Right, well, that's. He says, I don't make cowboy. That, that's, that's clear. We're saying, I'm a cowboy means the person accepted it, as opposed to saying, I don't accept it. Hmm. <laughs> you evaluated it. Well, some people decide, I don't make cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. Interestingly, I'm going to bring something from the Al Tereb later about this. I'm going to mention a bit later on this on this point. But to just explain this, so, hey, Regas. So either, either literally, it means that in, in very extreme situations, everyone involved in the Lashon Hara will end up getting actually murdered, or it means that it's a severe punishment in Hashemayim. And why is the person who receives it uh, worse? So seemingly the one, uh, the most simple meaning would be, we're talking about a case where, talk, uh, you know, bad things happen, Lashon Hara led to some severe consequences. So the person who believes it, He's the one who took action first. He heard that uh, someone said uh, this and this about me. He was Makabal Shinar, and he went and, and caused damage. Or so and so is a bad person, I'm going to go and hurt him. For example, Daig. Uh, Daig did a bad thing. He said Lashnar, but then Shaul made it much, much worse by uh, by listening and accepting it. So Shaul made the situation much worse. The Kesef Mishnah writes. That you can't say that Daig's action was passive. All you mentioned was David. Oh, yeah. I saw David. Yeah. I mean, can, can, can you accuse Dayek of purposely uh, wanting to hurt David? That, that moment, it's not... I saw him there yeah. and he took bread, bread from the... Obviously, Shaul had just been complaining about the people helping David, ah, and, and we ah, did mention it earlier, and, 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 although on the other hand, we did mention it in the context of Achilles, which seemingly isn't necessarily negative. 
He's just saying of this very so anyway, the Kasef Mishnah says that well, how do the all three get killed? He says that it would be like this. That number one, the person who was spoken about gets angry at the person spreading things about him, so he goes and kills him. Then the Gaile Adam or the person who was speaking, they get upset. Hey, this guy murdered our, our relatives, and then they go and kill the guy who was spoken about. And then the Gaile Adam of both go both kill the guy who accepted Lashon Hara, because how does how does anyone know that Lashon Hara was spoken? The guy who accepted it went around and told other people, this is what I heard. So they ultimately blame him. So that's how literally they all get killed, according to the Kasef Mishnah. Um, just point out in a number of places that have, like in the Kutisilas Chelekhei, in Noyach Aleph, and other places, the, the, the less literal level, when we just speak like Baruchnias, that it kills, has a, a, a deleterious effect, Baruchnias. So the question always is, what did the guy who was spoken about do wrong? The guy who was speaking, he didn't have air. The guy who was listening, he didn't have air. The guy who was being spoken about wasn't there. What did he, why is he uh, involved there? If it's just on a Ruchnistika level. And the answer that's given is, is when you say something negative about someone, you're taking it you're making it more real, you're bringing it out into the reality. So that can harm the person. If they, if they say about someone that, oh, he's a Russia, so even until now, he may have had the Rishas inside of him, but he wasn't actually a Russia. But by, by framing him, by defining him as a Russia, putting it into words, it can actually harm him and it can bring out that negative thing. And the Rebbe learns that the lesson from here is Kalshikain, if you say nice things about people, so you're just by saying the nice thing about them, you're bringing out their positive truth. There, the point was to really shame him into actually uh, into stopping. Yeah. Getting him to stop. Very extreme, so extreme to measures to get him to stop. Right. But then, that's probably why you shouldn't be quick to uh, act on it. Yeah. Now to move on to the concept of Avaklash and Hara. We do have to move along. We have to, we have to move into the concept of Avaklash and Hara. And the Romans going to bring four general um, types of Avaklash and Hara. Devarim, Shin, Avaklash and Hara. There are things that we are considered the dust of Lash and Hara. Ketzad, for example, the dust of Lash and Hara. It's not an actual, there's a Tesefta and Avaid where it says there's four things that are called Avak. There's Avak Avaid Zara, there's Avak Rivis, Avak Shvis, and Avaklash and Hara. Things that are eh, not maybe 100%, but they're bordering on it. Um, so Kate said, for example, someone says, Who would have thought, who would have thought that so-and-so would turn out the way he is now? That's all you said. So there's innuendo. You're, you're hinting at something. You didn't actually say anything. You can uh, pretend you didn't say, oh, what did I say? I didn't say anything. I just said, who would have thought? Uh, oh, don't talk about him. I don't want to say what happened to him. Things like that. So that's, that's, that's case number one. That's one kind of Akhlashinara. Number two, someone who says nice things about his friend, but to the people who don't like him. You know, automatically, you're going to cause them to say, they're going to say, what? He's a good guy. No, he's not. And they're going to, you're encouraging them to say bad things. But in Omar Schleimer, regarding the second example, that's Mishlem, if you scream, oh, this guy's a great guy. That could be a curse because you're actually eliciting the opposite reaction. And the Kassav Mishnah points out that um, the Gemara and the Rif, it just says, You should never say, Because the, the praise leads to, to negative. It says that Amam said, 
So that's why Shasayin of Aymanim ain't a pain. They'll say he has a different thing. He has a, he has a chesaron. Um, I think also the Alter Rebbe, I think I might mention uh, towards the end, the Alter Rebbe also said something about this. Uh, I also said there's a letter from the Rebbe. Someone in Lama, it's printed, um, uh, one of the, they started doing commentaries on the Raghachar to explain all of you, I am here, I am there, what's the Raghachar trying to say? So in this halacha, the Raghachar says, I am Tesefta Vedazara, the one that I mentioned about the Avak this, Avak that. And the person who, uh, who printed the Sefer, he just brought washing from the Tesefta. He didn't explain what the, what's the Raghachar, what's he trying to say? He's just being like Sainta So the Rebbe said that the Gemara in Erechim says, Lo'elam. The Tesefta in Vedazara doesn't say Lo'elam. He just says, you shouldn't do it. So maybe the, the Raghachar was trying to say was well, a dafka from the Tesefta, that was the Ramana's Makar, that the Ramana's Makar Chazal, where it doesn't say Lo'elam, and that's why the Ramana was able to say, actually, it's not Lo'elam, it's only Bifnei Sainav. That was how the Rebbe interpreted the Raghachar's Ayin B'Tesefta. That's number two. So now we're up to number uh, three. Um, someone who says it in a jokey way, so I'm not speaking uh, maliciously. I'm just uh, kidding around. Which describes that person who says, I'm just joking, is really like someone who's shooting uh, arrows and he's just he's pretending, putting up the pretense that it's not. Uh, number four, or someone who, uh, in a very tricky way, pretends that his mom is speaking innocently. He doesn't even know that he's saying Lashon Hara. Uh, when they say, hey, why are you saying Lashon Hara? He says, any day, Shalom Ayesha shall play. I didn't know that this is what so-and-so did. I don't know exactly what he said, but somehow he has deniability. I didn't know I was talking about him. She said Lashon Hara. I didn't know I was saying Lashon Hara. But what all four of these have in common, seemingly, is that there's all uh, a pretense. He's pretending he didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say anything. I didn't mean, but they're all essentially Lashon Hara, so they're called the Lashon Hara. Now that I'm going to back to say a few more details about the Lashon Hara itself, So it doesn't matter if it's in front of your friend or it's not in front of your friend. So if it's in front of your friend, I'm not saying it behind his back, I'm saying it to his face. No, it doesn't help. Or if it's not in front of him, it's not like, oh, I'm not embarrassing him to his face. No, it doesn't matter if it's in front of him or not. And someone who says things that cause, if they are to spread from person to person, it will ultimately harm his friend uh, bodily or uh, financially, or even just to cause him uh, some kind of pr- pressure, some kind of pain, or just to, it will just cause him a fright. It's all Lash and Hara. So it sounds like from here that even if it's not necessarily negative, but just the kind of information that can cause damage. Then the question is, though, why would this be considered Lashon Hara, not Rechilis? It wasn't Rechilis a thing that's not uh, necessarily... But we said earlier that Rechilis is someone who goes around Africa spreading gossip. Here, we might not be talking about that kind of guy, but still, because it causes harm, because it's going to directly cause harm, so that's what we're calling a Lashon Hara. And it's not Avak Lashon Hara either, because he's not pretending to be innocent. He knows it can cause the harm. So, it's because the result is the same as Lashon Hara, so we consider it the same thing as Lashon Hara. The cast of Mishnah here, uh, he is Mitzayan to the story of Yehuda ben Geir, Menchab, the story of Bishim Bayachai. How did Bishim Bayachai get in trouble with the Romans? They were talking about all the new innovations that the Romans brought, the 
the marketplaces, the bathhouses, the, the bridges, and the Rav Shimon said, ah, each thing, they're just doing it for their own agenda. They aren't, uh, they aren't trying to help us. And Yudha ben Gaiden happened to listen, and he went and repeated what Rav Shimon said until it got back to the king. Yudha ben Gaiden, what did he do? He just repeated what Rav Shimon said. But it's the kind of thing you would understand, that if it just keeps on spreading and it gets to the Romans, it's going to be very harmful. So that would be an example of that. And now to the final point here. And if it was set in front of three, it's already out there. And if one of those three then goes and says it again, it's not her anymore. As long as he doesn't intend, he's not trying actively to spread it. So the question is, first of all, how are they allowed to be macabalit? You're repeating it, it means you're macabalit, no? So how are you able to be macabalit? And second, uh, how's it uh, how's it mutter to say something uh, bad about your friend just because everyone knows it? I mean, you're saying bad things. So right. uh, it seems to me that the kavana here throughout the halachos was that it really is lashon really is only if it seems to lead to something to an actual out some some kind of consequences. Something's going to happen as a result of what's being said. So when you say when you call someone a makabel by makabel, maybe over here we mean according to the Rambam, someone who actually accepts and says, "Oh, that's true." In that case, I'm going to go and do something. And that's why I said earlier that even if you caused harm, even if it wasn't technically negative, but the point is you're always leading to some actual negative, harmful consequences. <laughs> but if the guy who's listening just believes it a little bit, but he's totally not going to act on it, so maybe according to Ramon, that's not the real Lashon Hara. Yeah. Just the person, I'm just telling you, uh, the person who said it to begin with, he doesn't know where it's going to lead to. So the person saying it to begin with automatically said Lashon Hara because it might lead to harm. Someone might act on it. But if you heard it and maybe you believed it, but you didn't act on it, maybe according to Ramon, that's not uh, considered Makabal Lashon Hara. So therefore, once the first guy already spread it and put it out there, so that, 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 all the harm was caused by that guy. So now, even if the first people don't cause the harm, but it spreads, and then ten guys later, someone takes action, all of that is going to be the blame of the first guy. He's the one who set it all into motion. He caused the actual harmful consequences. So but the first, uh, one, the first one said Lashon Hara, yeah. but the three people... Can go and repeat it now. Can go and repeat it. It would not be considered Lashon Hara, because I guess any harm that actually happens would be the first guy's fault. And it's out there already. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, just to point out that the, you have to mention at some point that, of course, the Chafetz Chaim, the Mishnah Brura, the Mama Chaver, those farm is famous in the world for his Sefer Chafetz Chaim, which uh, you could say was ahead of its time. Today, you have a monograph on every little halachic topic. You make a whole book of hundreds of pages. He maybe was one of the first to do it. He took Lashon Hara, and he turned it into a whole sefer with the Shemanim and Seifim and Haris. And he's very machmer on all these kinds of things. He takes it uh, a lot more like Chumrah. Just have to mention that. Also, specifically, I believe, on this halacha. Also, you just, we have to point out that Al-Tarebbe has also in Shulchan Aruch, Erechaim, Sim, Kufnun, Vav, Seder, Maso, Makim, Tum, Sif, about these halachas. And also a little bit of Cheshem Mishpat Hilchus Einah. And it's actually learned from the Rebbe of Hutner from Chaim Berlin in the Igeres Chelukit Ches about differences perhaps between Seder Masa Matan and Einah. So, for example, Alter Rebbe adds over there that Habakavle Nena Sheisim and Aimrei Elam Ken Hudaya Dvarim Ani Karim. You get punished for listening for accepting it more than the guy saying it, but except if it seems very, very uh, convincing, very reasonable. Alter Rebbe mentions that. He adds that to what we learned here in the Rambam. Or also regarding that you could say shvachim to people who like the guy. He says, even then, it shouldn't be too much. Don't overdo it. If you overdo it, the people that like him, it's also going to lead to some pushback. Um, and also, just one more point. Uh, the Kesef Mishnah says that when we say that two people can repeat it, that's only if the guy says, the, the Ram didn't have to spell out that if the guy tells them, keep it a secret, don't repeat it, then it's on you if it gets repeated because he was not trying to get the information out there. So... 
he assumed that everyone would keep it a secret. Okay, now we have five minutes left, so let's. Uh, mm. connects it to the idea we mentioned earlier. The Russian horror brings the negativity out into the world. It connects it to Al Tifta Yeah. Halacha uh, Vav, to conclude the section of Lashon Hara, so Kol Elohim Bale Lashon Hara. Remember the Kesef Mishnah said that Bale Lashon Hara is someone who's always Mishamurgal Tamid. She also adore B'shchinus. Some it's you're not to live near them. Choshkin Leishim Mamash Mer. They're certainly not to sit next to them and hear what they have to say. They're not from Zardin. Obviously, in the Midbar, Ela Lashon Hara Bavad. What happened in the Midbar? The Miraglim. The Miraglim came into Lashon Hara, and that's what ended up causing the whole Gzeira on the Yidden in the Midbar. And it's interesting, actually, because I don't think the Pesukim ever called them Miraglim. It's interesting. It's used in other stories. We're not there. So maybe based on the Ramam starting off here with a Miraglim B'chaveray, maybe the reason why they're called Miraglim is actually because they were saying not nice things, not because they were spies. They're Miraglim. They were saying Lashon Hara on Eretz Yisrael. Maybe that's why they're uh, called Miraglim. So now, moving on to Nakama. Anekim is Chaveray If you take revenge, it's an Averish. Uh, even you don't get Malchus. I remember earlier we said that I'm brought this as an example of something that doesn't have a mice. And as we're going to see, Nakama, according to the Torah, is Dafka when you don't do something. You don't help your friend because out of revenge. If you got up and did something to your friend, that would be maybe a different Avera. So even though you don't get Malchus, and again, there's the Alpha P, but still, it's a very bad day. And here the Ramam is tying back the whole idea of day that we started off with, the traits, being not just the behavior. The way that I'm explaining to begin with that the behavior comes from traits. So to be a to do nakama means you have a bad trait, there's something wrong with you on the inside. Uh, a person should not care, let it all pass. The intelligent people, people that get it, they know it's all nonsense. It's not something that you should, uh, if you look at it as nothing, then you won't take revenge. If you're taking revenge, it means you don't look at it as nothing. So that makes you look bad. Forget about the actual beta. It makes you look bad. You're a person who can't uh, let it slide. Lend me. He says, no, I don't want to lend you. He wanted to borrow from him. I don't want to lend to you now. If the guy comes back to ask him, he should give with a complete heart. shouldn't treat him like he treated him. And any other example like that. Interesting. His own deus and his own good traits, David said, in Gamalti Shal Miro, which is also actually about the context of David and Shal. Now, David didn't hurt Shal, even though all the things Shal did to him. David, there's a famous story that he could have killed him, and instead he just copped the little thing from his clothing, and that, even, even that wasn't so good, but at least he didn't, uh, didn't do anything nasty to him. In addition, you shouldn't even say, I'm not, I'm gonna lend you, not like you lend right, so that's the, that's the next halacha right now. So now we're doing the Yatira, harboring a grudge. Ches. That's the other half of the Pasuk, Leisikoim, and it's all also from that same partially. Uh, rent me, lend me. Later on, Shimon said, "No, and then the tables return and Shimon needed. take it. won't treat you the way you treated me. You still, uh, you still something wrong. erase from his heart and not keep it as a grudge. as long as he does remember, Meaning, according to them, doesn't seem like the problem is that he's." Being not nice to him. It seems like the problem is that 
on the inside that you are harboring the grudge. You weren't able to let it go. Maybe you'll do Nakama soon. You have to erase it entirely from your heart. That's when the Torah doesn't like it. It's going to erase it completely. Let's remember it. The Ramam concludes, back again to the concept of deus, the traits. Otherwise, if everyone keeps a grudge, you can imagine society wouldn't be able to function. Sometimes you see, let's say, in politics or other things where there's grudges and people can't work with each other, so then things that could have worked out don't work out. So this is the end of the Deus, we're in all the mitzvahs, etc. Rachmana, the Sayon.